0: Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to episode 290 of the Co-op Podcasts. I'm your host, Richard Bailey Jr. Today, I'm joined by Mr. Gary A. Swaybe. How's it going, Gary? It's going good. Thank you very much. Good to
1: have you back, Rich. And uh, I hope you enjoyed your your weekend last week.
0: Oh yes, uh, it was a life changing uh, wedding. Obviously, my my very good friend, uh, once again, congratulations to him and his wife. They are now on their honeymoon in South Africa. So uh, I look forward to hearing what he has to say about that when he returns. But uh, yeah, I'm definitely back. uh, Definitely ready to talk about uh, some news today. (laughs) Sounds good. uh, Congratulations to them. Absolutely. Yes, absolutely. Uh, And we are also joined by Mr. Edward Velasquez. How's it going, Ed?
2: What's up? Just catching up on these uh, books written by
0: Gary Swaby over here, you know. Oh, Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad you mentioned that because, you know, Gary... Yeah, you
2: gotta introduce him properly. It's an yeah. award-winning yeah. author we got here.
0: Uh, <laughs> I, I don't know about award-winning,
1: but, um, yeah, I, I did publish two books this week, uh, you know, for, for anyone who doesn't know and isn't following me. Uh, one of them is called Descendants of the Elders. It's like a sci-fi fantasy mashup. Um, it's it's got a lot of like influences from Mass Effect and Dragon Age and Final Fantasy things like that. Um, and I released an, uh, another one, which is a novella, which is more of a short story, and uh, that's called Starfade, and it's more of like a sci-fi cyberpunk um, story about a hacker. So. Um, you can check those out on the Amazon store right now you know, if you're if you're into fiction and stuff and sci-fi, definitely go check them out. Uh, and thanks to everyone for all the support you showed me this week as well. i didn't I didn't realize there was gonna be so much support. so thank you to everyone.
0: Absolutely. And one quick thing I will add, uh, I will say that that is an excellent endorsement, but I would recommend that the next time you talk about the book, you say, it is has influences from the original Mass Effect trilogy. We need to make sure people don't think oh, this is like Andromeda. No, God, <laughs> nah, son. Make sure you uh, redirect that and say it's the original Mass Effect trilogy. The one that's actually good. Oh yeah, de- <laughs> definitely the good ones. You, know,
2: so. <laughs> you mean the only good one, the first one?
1: Uh, so, so wait, because most people say Mass Effect 2 was the best. Like, which one do you think is the best? You think the first one?
2: I think 1 and 2. Okay. Yeah, well, I... I, I think everybody I, agrees that 3 was kind of... Eh.
1: 3, like... I liked 3. Like, 3 was okay from a gameplay standpoint. And um, I, I like how they wrapped up some of the storylines. But, um, yeah, like, the overall ending wasn't good at all. Yeah. <laughs>
2: I'll be honest, by 3, I didn't really know what the story was at that point.
1: There, there wasn't really a story. It was like closing up all the stories from the previous games and then, like, saving the, the universe. Well, trying to save the universe, basically. Um,
2: from The only game that has a story that's more overrated than Mass Effect is Metal Gear Solid. Uh... Like, people pretend to know what the hell's going on in those games, but nobody knows.
1: I'm not going to lie, though. Like, Mass Effect 1 through 3, like, those were very good stories. But, like, after that, it got a bit out of control.
0: Fair enough. Oh, yeah, absolutely. So, uh, definitely check out those books when you have some opportunities. Um, obviously, uh, you know, it was a pretty, uh, active week for gaming. I know what PAX East is going on right now in Boston. Uh, very unfortunate that, uh, we could not make it there this year, but, uh, we're definitely going to be at E3 in some capacity. I I do believe, uh, we'll, we'll talk more about that in the future, but for right now, a lot of things did happen this week that we're definitely going to dive into. Uh, before we do that, I'm going to let you all know what we have been playing. So, uh, I'm going to go to you first, Gary. Um, How about you let everybody know what you've been playing this week and what you've been up to? Um, Same two games, really, like
1: um, Overwatch and The Division 2. I didn't get to play a lot of them, but yeah, pretty much the same games, you know, Overwatch. Um, I'm going to go on about that because I know it's going to make Ed annoyed. Um, (laughs) Division 2. Appreciate
2: it.
1: You're welcome. Uh, Division Two. I'm still enjoying it. Um, I, I think I gained a few levels since last time. I can't remember what level I was on the last show, but um, I'm in like the twenties now, so I'm like level twenty-three or something. Um, I played some with Dro, which is you know one of the another one of the coalition uh, co-founders. Um, he actually helped me level up a lot because he's already in the end game. Um, so yeah thanks to him he also gave me some equipment and stuff so so that's cool shouts to alicia too i played with her oh, um wow. but yeah I'm, I'm really enjoying the game and i i love the difficulty in the game like right? because um and we're going to talk about difficulty in games later but i, <laughs> I like this because it's like it's it's difficult with within reason you know like it, it's you, whenever you die you feel like okay I, I really messed up here I did something wrong and I gotta approach this differently the next time or I have to equip different abilities or I have to change my loadout like you know and, and it motivates you to do better basically and that's what I really like about the game even though like I die a lot in that game like even on because sometimes I'm just like all right let me get this control point before I do the next mission real quick. And you know, I'll mess around and die trying to get the control point, like, even though that's supposed to be easier. But, but yeah, um, really good game. I hope Ubisoft continues to support this game in the long term because I feel like it's a really good game, and especially if you play with people as well.
0: Oh, yeah. I, I agree 100% with everything you had to say about the Division 2. Obviously, I'll get into what I've been playing later, but I, yeah, I, I'm absolutely loving that game. It's very hard to put it down. Normally, that's how you know, okay, this is something special. But I, I do feel the, the need to hurry up and level up to get on everybody's, uh, you know, level, so to speak. Because, uh, man, you you will definitely get owned if you try to play those multiplayer modes against people who are a little, a lot more uh, higher in their skill set in uh in the armor and everything, than, than you are. So uh, I have some work to do. But uh, do, you, do you actually play the PvP modes? I tried some of the multiplayer, and it, you know, I, I did also try the multiplayer at the preview event. And uh, there was a one particular individual that we played. Our team kept playing where he just kept using this shotgun and just one shot kill. Get up right to, next to somebody, blow the blow them away. You know, I haven't. I don't really. I haven't experienced that yet in the actual you know, in the game itself. Uh, I'm pretty sure that that weapon is still there, though. Hopefully it's leveled out because it felt like it was just a little bit too overpowered. But um, yeah, I did play some of the multiplayer and it's still challenging. You know, again, if you don't have, uh, if you're not leveled up, if you're not commu- communicating with your teammates or they don't talk back with you, then you can't really plan and strategize. So uh, it is a little challenging, but uh, it's, it's a lot of fun. And, you know, it takes time to really get good, you know in those types of modes, but that's the point, and as you said, we'll get into difficulty talk later. But that's the whole point of it. You have to take the time to focus, uh, and once you take time to focus and know everything that you're doing, then everything will work out eventually, you know. But it takes practice, so but yeah,
1: yeah awesome like game. Ev- everyone um, I hear talk about the, the multiplayer PvP, um, they say it's not even worth it because it's not balanced at all. so
0: uh-oh. Uh-oh. Well, um... Hopefully they will improve upon that. I mean, I know right now a lot of people are... They're in that campaign or they are already at the in-game content. Um, So, hopefully, uh, you know, Ubisoft is getting this feedback and they can improve. I mean, they, they've been pretty consistent with the updates and trying to keep the game up to par so far. So hopefully this is something that they will continue... Uh, throughout the year and well into next year, because I know they have a huge content uh, schedule planned for this, so we will have to wait and see. But uh, that's good. So that that pretty much concludes what, what you've been playing for this
1: week. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's all I've been playing.
0: Okay, uh, I, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go to you next, Ed. How about you? Let us know what you've been playing. What you've been up to this week.
2: Uh, yeah, same thing, uh, Division 2, I think I'm at level 23, 22 around there, uh, I've been doing nothing but the campaign with a friend, uh,
0: that's pretty much it, I like the game a lot. That's good, that's good, yeah, um, so, you know, as, as for what I've been playing, I, I've, I've been playing, uh, you know, I've actually been playing a lot of stuff, you know, in the last- day or two. Um, so I'm gonna try not to take too much time. So just to jump right off of division, I was playing division two yesterday for a couple of hours, uh, trying to level up my character and complete some of the story missions and the side missions. And uh, I do agree with what Gary had to say. I do like that the game is difficult because you know, whatever I do lose, uh, if I do decide to play a mission solo or from trying to do any of these other, you know, takeover situations, um, I, I do learn from my mistakes when I come back and I'm able to, you know, get the mission completed. So, uh I do like the game, I do like the fact that there is loot literally everywhere, uh, and I think that that's one aspect of the game that definitely will keep people coming back if they're trying to collect stuff to, you know, complete certain projects or craft certain weapons, so on and so forth, that is one of the things I love about the game. So, I definitely do intend to spend more time with it, but uh, again, i'm only at i think level 15 right now so i have quite a ways to go before i can actually get to the end game content and of course i'm taking my time to complete the campaign so hopefully you know i will be able to complete that sometime next month but uh we'll see we'll see um as for what else i've been playing i did spend some time playing the mortal kombat 11 beta i spoke about this on the throwdown the other day um and I played the beta some more yesterday because uh, I wanted to try out some of the other characters. When I had first tried it out, the beta, I only played a scorpion. Um, and so I got a chance to try out the other four characters that are in the beta, which is Jade. Um, Jade is one. Uh, we, of course, had... Um, I'm not looking at my my list of all the people that were in it right now in front of me. But... um. Wait, Ed, you, you have something you was gonna add? Oh no, 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 no. So yeah, uh, so uh, we we'll say what?
1: oh uh, while you were pulling up the list, um, I was gonna say like, uh, actually, I'll I'll wait because what I'm gonna say might steer the conversation away.
0: So carry on. Uh oh, uh oh. So so like I was saying, uh, the beta has about five fighters in it, um. I'm actually I'm not near the list right now, so I'll, I'll have to talk about that later. I'm actually writing a preview for it, so people can look forward to seeing that on the website tomorrow, maybe by the time this episode goes live on the website. But um, what I want to say about the beta is, you know, it's a very short sample of what the final product is going to be. Um, you are able to play on online matchups, of course, and I am playing on the Xbox One X uh, I, I will say right now, and I said this on the throwdown, the net code that they use for this particular game absolutely fantastic. You know I haven't noticed any connection issues, nothing. I was able to get into fights almost uh, immediately, which I appreciate it. Um, and so already that that that's a plus. Now I don't know how it's going to work on PlayStation 4 if it has any of those type of type of issues. Uh, I, I would assume though it, it works exactly the same. So we'll see when the game launches. But, uh, yeah, played online matchups. And then, of course, you can play the tower. Only five matchups, though, because, again, they're only trying to give you an example of what to expect from the final game. Um, In terms of the actual gameplay, uh, if you've ever played Mortal Kombat X or Injustice 2, you have a great idea of what to expect. You know, of course, you can use some of the things within the environment. Like, there was one stage I was on. It was like in a desert setting, and I was playing as Scorpion uh, against Jade. And, you know, when I got close to a cactus, I was able to pull the character onto the cactus and rub their face up against the cactus. You know, different different stuff like that, you know. And, of course, you know, you already know the game is brutal in nature with the x-rays and all this other stuff. Uh, One thing I did notice, though, as I was playing, uh, you know, obviously, if you continue doing certain moves or if you're really beating the hell out of your opponent, the brutalities can come a lot easier. Like I noticed when I did the uppercut as Scorpion, I did the uppercut and just straight up knocked the person's head off. So uh, stuff like that, you know, very entertaining to see. And then of course the fatalities. And the one thing that I will have to say about round is that I really do love the fatalities. However, I don't like when they reveal too many of these fatalities before the game actually drops because I still want to be somewhat surprised when I see some of the fatalities. Um, So of course I I got a chance to do a lot of the fatalities in the game already with some of the characters that I was playing as and um, some of the stuff is, you know, I I mean I've already seen them so the effect is a little less it's not as impactful as when I saw it for the first time. So I would definitely encourage those that want to pick up Mortal Kombat 11 Try to avoid watching any of the videos of the actual finishing moves. I mean, if you want to see some of the character reveals, that's fine, but I would try to hold all suspicion of disbelief until you actually play the game so then, it's more impactful when you see the fatalities and when you see who's actually in the game. Uh, but with that said, when I played the, of the demo, the demo was, the beta was absolutely fantastic. Can't wait to play the finished uh, version of the game in a couple of weeks. And if you are a fighting game fan, I have no doubt whatsoever in saying this is definitely, in my opinion, the best fighting game of 2019. Uh, it's it, it's not even close in terms of what other games are out there. I think this is at the very, very top of the list. Um, so definitely check out the... Uh, my preview will be up tomorrow and check out the, uh, the game when it launches on April 23rd. Sure. Um Uh, Very, very lastly, in terms of what else I played, I did go back to play Mortal Kombat XL because I wanted to, again, see how this game is different from Mortal Kombat 11. And pretty much it it is the same. You know, obviously, I think with Mortal Kombat 11, because they have invested so much, they've learned a lot from doing Injustice 2. It just feels like it's on a, a higher level. The quality it looks even better than Mortal Kombat XL because when Mortal Kombat XL came out, I thought graphically the game looked fantastic. This game though, Mortal Kombat 11 though, it looks really really ridiculous. And if you have a 4K TV, uh, is really you're gonna really you're really gonna notice a difference, like significantly, significantly. Um, but yeah, uh, Mortal Kombat XL still a great game, still fun to play. If you have it, you know, if you have Xbox One, Game Pass, download it for free, then you're good. But, um, yeah, I think that's, uh, pretty much the gist of what I have been playing. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's all I've been playing, you know, Mortal Kombat XL, Mortal Kombat 11 Beta, and then I spent a lot of time with, um, Division 2. So, um, oh, wait, wait, hold on. There is one more thing I probably should mention. <laughs> yeah, how could I forget that? i actually finished the walking dead the final season episode four um now i'm doing a review for this right now which will be on the website sometime this week but all i want to say about the game and i don't want to reveal any spoilers because there's already videos out about the game i will just say this i'm very glad with the way they ended the season uh it, it kind of makes you feel sad to know that there will be no more Telltale games, be, you know, because I don't know what Sky Skybound games, I'm not sure what they're going to do next, if they're going to continue on with any of the other licenses of the Telltale games because I know they only was focused on finishing Walking Dead, but I have to say, uh, it, it, I did feel very sad after I completed that episode thinking to myself, well, this is probably the last Telltale game that I'll play um, and that's unfortunate because what they did with this game is like they did a great job com- concluding this story. It kind of make you kind of want to see what happens to the characters beyond this, but you, knowing that you won't get to see that, and also that you won't get to see other Telltale franchises get continued, it just it, it leaves a bad taste in your mouth. Um, but for what it's worth, they really nailed Episode Four, in my opinion. Uh, so um, I just have to say, congrats to Sky, Skybound Games. Telltale and the employees that came back to work on this they did an excellent job, so I have to give them a uh, congrats for finishing out what they did. Um, yes. But uh yeah, that finally concludes uh what I've been playing this week. As I said, I played a lot of games, so I want to make sure I spoke on some of these. Um, with that said, let's go ahead and let's jump right into the topics because uh there's a lot to discuss this week. <laughs> So uh this first topic, I believe we got this news about maybe two days ago, Um but I think we definitely need to talk about it because, you know, E3 2019 is right around the corner. I know we've had a, co- a lot of conversations on this show about E3 2019 and whether or not we think the show has lost its meaning because of certain people pulling out of the show. Well, we got some news from Bethesda that uh, Elder Scrolls 6 and Starfield, both won't be at E3 2019 at all, so um I want to go to you first, Gary because I know that you are a huge fan of Elder Scrolls 6 and obviously looking forward to Starfield, what are your thoughts on Bethesda making this announcement when we are still about roughly two months away from uh, E3 2019
1: uh, so yeah, I, I have a few things to say on this, um So, first of all, like, the 25th anniversary of Elder Scrolls just passed, so, like, I mean, we would have expected some sort of huge announcement this year, you know, about the next Elder Scrolls, because, you know, it's the 25th anniversary, that's big right there, you know, Um, but nope, now, now they've... Release this news and there's going to be no News about Elder Scrolls at E3 at all So that's very Disappointing to fans of Elder Scrolls Um, And secondly it's like You know you, you had some Very bad PR last year with Fallout 76 Like you You know you did this whole Spectacle reveal At uh, E3 last year About Fallout 76 hyping it up Making us think oh wow like you know I I wasn't really looking forward to an online Fallout but maybe this will be Dope like you you sold us And made us think there's a possibility Of it being dope Only for it to completely bomb when it Came out right Um, So I feel like they owe us Something like this year they have to be On point like they have to They have to be Moving you know like A1 accordingly because it's like you know they're they're coming off of such a a bad end to two thousand eighteen, so they need a good year this year. Um, and it's like if you're not showing Elder Scrolls six, and you're not showing Starfield, which is like the two most anticipated, but there's the things. What are you going to be showing? Like, because isn't uh isn't Rage coming out before E three?
0: Yeah, see, I- 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 I'm glad you brought that up. I just want to say briefly, yeah, that 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 is a very good question to ask because yeah, Rage is coming out in May, and then they also announced this week that uh, the Wolfenstein, uh, I think it's Youngbloods, which is about the, the two daughters of Wolfenstein, where you're basically playing as them. That's coming out in July, at the very end of July, and then of course we also know Doom Eternal. That's the other game that's coming out this year. So uh, I don't really know what, what else they can show because we know about all this stuff that's coming out unless they're working on some other new title that they haven't revealed yet. I, I, I That is a very good question to ask because they are still having the conference. So I don't know what they're going to show at their conference now, but uh, carry on.
1: Oh, no, Like it's, it's very concerning at this point because Rage is going to be out. You're not showing Elder Scrolls 6. You're not showing Starfield. Um, I mean, I guess Doom. like, maybe they'll show something for Doom Eternal, because I'm not sure when that game is out, but...
0: I that, 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 that's definitely coming out this year, it's just they didn't really give a, a release date yet, so that's probably going to be one of their fall games, if I had to make a guess.
1: Yeah, so I guess they're going to show that, but, like, I mean, what else, like, uh, what else can we expect from them? Like, you know, the, these are the two most anticipated games... You're, you know, you're in sort of like a, a downward spiral at the moment, uh, compared to where you were last year. So, um, yeah, like it's, it's, it's pretty disappointing that they came out and made this announcement. And then, you know, like you said, Rich, like there's already been this cloud over E3, where it's like, um, is like why is the show even happening at this point? Because it's like you have these big companies backing out. And now, like you know, Bethesda is is one of the press conferences, which is usually what we look forward to—the press conferences. But now it's like you know, the the only big one is Microsoft, and the the rest of them are looking pretty questionable at this point. Um, so to hear news like this just puts you know uh, a, a bigger cloud over E3, and I'm starting to see you know people in our circle. You know, on Twitter, they're actually questioning whether they're actually going to make the effort to go to E3 this year. Like, it's just that.
0: But well, wait, wait, wait. They are?
1: <laughs> yeah. Pe- people we know have been saying this. So. Uh oh. Yeah. So well... like, what's going on right now? But, but yeah, it's just, it was disappointing to hear that. But what do you guys oh. think?
0: Well, well I, I do have a few things that I, that I definitely want to say. I, I'm going to go to Ed first, though, just to see whether or not Ed cares about the Elder Scrolls 6 and uh, Starfield.
2: Well, the colleagues that you're talking about, the ones that don't want to go to E3, I think we know why they don't want to go to E3, and it's not because of Bethesda. They don't want to go to E3 because they're running away from that Xbox smoke. <laughs> <laughs> this guy. and I know who you're talking about Mr. Tony Polanco you know that's what I'm saying man these these dudes online man they're nerds
1: put put some respect on his name
2: they're nerds and because Playstation ain't showing up they think there's not going to be no party there but Xbox sets it off and they've been setting it off and they're trendsetters in this game so I just want to make that clear but as far as Bethesda and no uh, Elder Scrolls and no uh, Starfield or whatever it's called, uh, I don't want to see anything by Bethesda after Fallout 76. <laughs> like, they need to... I don't know what they need to do. I feel like my relationship with them has been tainted. It's like a girlfriend that cheated on me. Like, it's very hard to, you know, forgive but you know, I don't know. You gotta give me some good shit, and maybe I'll forgive, but I won't forget it. You know what I'm saying?
0: Yeah. So, so just just allow me to say real, real quickly. Uh, I I I know for a fact that that Mr. Tony Polanco is still going to be at E3. So he, he uh, I I mean, I think uh, some people we know are still going to make the show. He's just cloud chasing.
1: <laughs> no, I mean it's a legit question though. Like, I mean, what, why, like, compared to past E3s, it's like what, like, I mean, even if I'm not taking any way anything away from Microsoft because I do want to see them shine, I do want to see them have a great show. But even if they do, it's not going to be the same. Like, because what made E3 special is that you you got to see all three console manufacturers go up there and show their work, like do their thing. And you got to compare and you got to, like, there was a conversation, but now it's like, you're just going to see Microsoft do their thing. Nintendo's in their own world right now. So like, there's no competitive spirit. Like, it's But why take it out?
2: Why take it out on E3? It's not like the E3 commission was like. I mean, I am hey, not, not blame it. If anything, if anything, how come this critique isn't on PlayStation? Like, y'all y'all dudes are afraid of critiquing
1: PlayStation, like i mean it. Is. i am critiquing them to be honest like this is like is their fault like they, they should still be there they should still have something to show and well, their, their, their last showing at e3 was terrible like so i i mean yeah like this this is a lot to do with them and um we're going to talk about the, the other thing they're doing later on but
2: yeah and like, not not their... just their last e3 was terrible their last couple of you know the one that people talk about... Which one was it? 2014 or 2015? The one with Shenmue 3. 2015. That's the one that was mind-blowing, game-changing. How many of those motherfucking games have we done so <laughs> which, <laughs> which, which one of those Guardian. games are out? The Last Guardian. The, the,
0: the Last Guardian came out. Shen, well, that, that, that's...
2: Shenmue. Shenmue's out this Where's year. Where's Shenmue 3? Where is Shenmue's the Final year? Fantasy? Those were yeah, the F- F- ones.
0: Final Fantasy definitely is in the way
2: uh, well. Did, wait. Did, did Bro, I, hold did, on, wait. Hold on. Hold on. Here's the real question: Where the hell
0: is the agent? Well, <laughs> the, 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 you... the the agent the agent is a, is, is a coming out. I, I assume now. Why are you cause... bringing up the agent?
2: Because man, that just goes <laughs> yeah. to prove. You know, like at least on the Xbox side, they cancel games. They'll tell you, like, hey, you know that Dragon game that there was only been one fucking trailer for. It canceled. That that
1: was
0: my uh, trailers for that.
2: Yeah, it was, there a was a lot of trailers. One trailer for it.
0: That was like three yeah. trailers. Nah. The, 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 there was and one. The, the game. The game was also playable at Gamescom. So that's uh, that was a, that was a definitely no one was expecting that game to get canceled. But uh, Microsoft said no, we got to cancel it. So I don't know. Final Fantasy
2: VII has been playable for like twenty years, and it's still not out. Well,
0: that that that, that, that that that, that that game is coming, right? Next generation, Gary. That's what you said. PS5 well, then, and, uh, and Xbox 2 or whatever. The next there,
1: there's is rumors, called. actually, that Square Enix is going to try and rush that game out. But well, hope, they better they not do that. that. I hope they you not know,
0: they, 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 they shouldn't do that. That would be a bad decision. Um, so so let, 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 let me go ahead and address some of the things that you both, you both brought up in regards to E3 and Bethesda and all this other stuff. Now, as far as Bethesda is concerned, it is a great question to ask what are they going to show at their conference? You know, Starfield not being there, Elder Scrolls 6 is not going to be there. Okay, that's fine. So they have to have something because why would you announce... Because I I did get an email about to save the date for the conference. So why would you send out that email to everybody to tell them to watch and then you're not going to talk about these games at, at all at E3 2019? They have to have something... That we don't know about. That they're going to show at that show. I have no idea what it is. Uh, I don't believe that Arcade is working on. uh, Any more Dishonored stuff at the moment. I don't believe that they're working on. Any more Prey stuff at the moment. So I don't know what they're going to show. I have no idea. But um, I'm definitely expecting them to show something. Because other, other than that. Why would you even have a conference. If these games are not going to be there. So we'll have to wait and see on that. And then as for the comments about. Uh, Sony and Microsoft and the E3 presence. I mean, I'm pretty sure Sony and Nintendo are going to have some type of direct. And we'll get into the Sony direct, uh, Direct-esque presentation stuff a little bit later on. But uh, yeah, they're even though these, these people say they're not going to be at E3, they're going to definitely still have some type of thing to show. Whether it's an online show or whatever, it's either around E3 or close to E3 because they know people are going to be watching anyway. To see what happens at E3. So, even if they're not going to be there physically, I'm pretty sure they're going to have something to show closer to the show or after the show because I don't think they're just completely oblivious to the fact that people want to know what's going on with
2: their products and services. Well, of course, oh. you know, the throwdown has to have a round table full of hate, of Xbox hate. So,
0: <laughs> why, why don't you uh, ask Tony to be nah, well. We'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. But wait, obviously wait, my...
1: why don't you ask Tony to be on the throwdown sometime? Cause it seems like you, you need
2: you you two need to talk.
0: Yeah, so yeah, I think know. that'd be a great idea. You can do that.
2: <laughs> uh, he has to be on my platform.
0: Uh oh. Well platform? okay.
2: The Kirin and Ed show. <laughs> <laughs> Episode oh. one coming soon.
1: No, we, we have to try and make it happen, though. like we have to get these two on the show because clearly, yeah, 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 they, they, clearly Ed has has a chip on his shoulder.
2: I can't yeah. get over the man who said that Forza Horizon four or three or whatever the fuck it
0: was is a bad game. Like, come on, bro. Well, uh, I don't know. I don't know if that was for Forza Horizon four. Maybe it was for the other game. I mean, I don't know. I don't. I don't he said I don't he know. said Forza
2: Horizon, the one that came out last year, was overrated. And it was a bad
0: game. Well, that's know, what really, he said. Well, well, that, that really that really was the only that was the only uh, good exclusive that came out last year for Xbox. So I, I don't know what the what that. Comment
2: Regardless was. of anything, that's 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 beside the point. Was, <laughs> that, was that a bad game?
1: Wait, where really? where where and when did he say this?
2: Uh, when he was
0: on the co-op. I don't uh, want to remember that. We're we're, we're, we're going to have to research that that comment and, and bring that bring that back up in a future episode. We'll, we'll have him on and y'all can hash out the differences. But uh, I don't think anybody's going to sit here. I mean, I mean, I, I don't think anyone is going to sit here and debate that Microsoft. They definitely are in an excellent position this year to have an excellent E3. I thought the last couple of E3s were great too. Um, so we'll see what happens, but. Uh, Anyone By the way, heard...
2: I'm just fucking around. I don't really have a problem with Tony. i would just like to talk shit.
0: Okay, yeah, I, I figured that. I, th- I think we figured that. I think the people in the chat figured it also. So uh, we'll see. But uh, yeah, as for Bethesda, you know, we'll see what, what they have to show. But uh, like, like I said before, they, they got to have something that they're bringing because, as as I already mentioned, Rage is coming out in May. Uh, the Wolfenstein, uh, both the VR Wolfenstein game and this Youngbloods game is coming out in July. And then of course, you know, Doom is coming out sometime later later this year. So I don't know what else they can show. The Elder Scrolls content, the Elder Scrolls online, that's also coming out in June. So I have no idea what else they're going to show, um, in regards of- I think,
2: they- I think we see, uh, Dishonored 3.
0: You 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 think there's gonna be a Dishonored three? Yeah. Well, well, that that's uh, you know, it, it's. I guess it's certainly possible. I mean, I don't recall when it was the last when the DLC came out. Wasn't that last year when that DLC came out, or was that the uh the year before?
2: I believe it was the year before.
0: Okay. All right. So we'll see. We'll see. I mean, and I've uh,
2: been. I mean, I'm pretty sure you guys seen the rumors about like a Fallout three. 3- remake or enhance or whatever so i don't know well
0: uh, that that well that, that might make people forget about uh fallout 76 maybe maybe <laughs> we'll see we'll
1: see i mean that like that would make sense a dishonored 3 uh because you know they could probably just you know reuse the assets and the engine from the last one and just upgrade it a little bit i guess um because my thinking is that they're holding off uh elder scrolls and starfield to be next gen games like so um i mean i guess they could put out like another Dishonored 3 before next gen kicks off and then you know maybe it's a cross uh cross platform uh title or something as well so uh, cross generation i mean so,
0: um, yeah. It, so it's, yeah, I think that think that's a great point. It's it's either it either is going to be that, or it's going to be another new IP, or another old IP that they bring back. Um, so, I mean, it, I, I think they, they can have a lot to, to work with. So because uh, they brought back Rage, I don't think people were expecting them to bring back Rage. So they have a couple of other franchises that they can definitely bring back um, for the same purpose. But I guess we'll have to wait and see. But um, it's going to be interesting. For sure. So, uh, any final thoughts on this topic before we move on to the next? Nah. Nah. Next. Thank you, next. He said thank you, next. Okay, so let's go on to this next one here. We're going to talk about Borderlands 3, which was revealed at PAX East 2019. So, uh, I wanted to ask the question, are are we excited? So, I'm going to go to you first, Ed, because, uh, I believe you and i both saw the the video i'll share my thoughts after you so go ahead
2: uh yeah i'm excited i feel like i've been waiting for a borderlands for uh, a new borderlands game for a minute uh i feel like this announcement is like a year too late like it's been a while since borderlands 2 i know they did the pre-sequel and then the remakes or whatever or they re-released it for the new consoles. But that never counted. I never really cared for those. So I've been waiting for a proper. You know sequel to the series. And it, you know we, we got it. Uh, the trailer was good. I like that we got to see a lot of stuff. In the trailer. Uh, my only gripe with it. Uh, was that it kind of. And it, it's, it's weird to say it. But like it kind of looks like Borderlands. Like the same thing you know like which isn't a bad thing but it's also like it's been five years maybe five plus years since borderlands 2 i was expecting you know something a little more ambitious uh as far as the you know graphics i know borderlands does have its own uh artistic style but maybe you know like not switch it up but upgraded a little bit more it kind of it didn't blow me away but i'm just kind of excited for some more borderlands but i won't judge it too hard because this is the first trailer but um so far so good uh, yeah i really like the trailer
0: yeah um you know i i i i, I never played uh, borderlands uh one or two I did play Tales from the Borderlands. I enjoyed the hell out of that. And I did see that during that presentation, they announced the, a Game of the Year edition, or rather just a definitive edition of Borderlands 1 and 2, and the pre-sequel, which is coming out uh, on April 3rd. So that'll be available on, I believe, on Xbox, as well as uh, PlayStation 4. For those that haven't really had a chance to, to play those games, I, I am considering uh, checking that collection out, um just so I can get caught up you know, caught up to speed. But uh I mean I'm glad that it was finally announced. Uh I still think and we've had this debate before on this show. I still believe that uh the timing of this game is a little is a little late considering that uh the Outer Worlds is also coming out this year, the obsidian game, which uh kind of looks like Borderlands. Uh so I'm a little bit more intrigued in that game, but I still will check out Borderlands and see what it has to offer. Um, because I know that you guys were really into that game when it launched a couple of years ago. Uh, I believe Gary especially um, enjoyed Borderlands 2. So um pretty yeah. sure he's also looking forward to 3.
1: Yeah, um, I mean, yeah, because at the moment, I really like looter shooters, like, you know, games where you find new gear and stuff all the time. Um, and Borderlands is one of those games, you know, and it, it made it kind of made, made the, the looter shooter genre... Popular in the first place because um, the first two were really big games. I never played the pre sequel, um, or I still haven't played Tales from Borderlands yet. Um, as for Borderlands 3, um, I do feel like it's a bit overdue. Um, and yeah. I, I also agree with Ed in terms of the aesthetic because, you know, I was watching the trailer and this looks like a Telltale game to me. Like, like
0: <laughs> it doesn't.
1: It doesn't look, like, that impressive to me. Like, it, it looks like this could have came out five years ago, literally. Like, and it, Oh,
0: whoa, whoa, whoa. It wouldn't I look, look sh- the
1: same, you know? Um.
0: So you're saying that there's not enough about it that looks like this, oh, this is this is definitely, a, like, you can tell that this is a new version of a Borderlands game. It looks more like uh, Borderlands 2.5 is what you're saying.
1: Yeah, like, I, I don't know if it's just me, but I feel like Borderlands 2 looks better than this game. Like, Oh
0: whoa! whoa.
1: Maybe it's just me. Like, (laughs) like this really just looks like a telltale game to me. But I don't know.
0: Um, Well, 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 well. One thing I will say real quick, and I don't want to cut you off. They didn't really announce a release date for this, so I don't know how soon this is coming. But I would assume perhaps this fall, if I had to make a guess. But it could. If if not, maybe it's still early in development. You know, I I have no idea.
1: Okay but yeah I mean I, I kind of see what Ed is saying though like I feel like they could have been More ambitious with the Aesthetic I'm not saying make like Realistic um Photo realistic graphics and stuff like that Um you could still keep The art style but just I don't know like just Uh make it look New you know like this just looks Like the same um Or you know even a little worse To me but Um <laughs> But yeah, I feel like they there's more they could have done to like blow us away and make us think, "Wow, this is, you know, this is the next Borderlands, this is the 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 the, the next generation of Borderlands, this is how it looks." Like you know, make make us excited. But this really just does look like you know, um, uh, basically like uh, the same, more of the same, pretty much. But um, I am excited to play it though because these games are pretty fun. Um, and it's always, you know, fun to team up with people and play and stuff like that. Um, so much so that in Borderlands 2, I actually stopped playing because um, I was playing with Dro and then, you know, for whatever reason, he stopped playing and then I stopped playing, you know, so I was waiting for somebody else to play with me because the game is, is like, is so fun just to play with other people. And um, it's not as, it's not the same when you're playing by yourself, basically. Um, so yeah, this is like the perfect game to like run through with friends and, and, and stuff like that. So I'm, I'm looking forward to it because I'm really in that kind of mood right now. Like Anthem and the Division 2 has put me in that mood to like play with people and play looter shooters and stuff. So this is, this is like the perfect timing in my opinion. Even though it is late, um, it's the perfect time for this to come out. So I'm looking forward to it.
0: Well, yeah. That, that sounds good. So, uh, they did say that we're going to be getting more news on this very soon. Uh, maybe as soon as April 3rd when the collection uh, comes out uh, of the first three games. Uh, but um, definitely looking forward to um, Borderlands 3 getting more details. I'm pretty sure it will be at E3 2019. And I'm pretty sure we're going to get a release date reveal either before or after E3. Uh, so, stay tuned for that. But if I had to make a guess, this is probably going to be one of the fall games, you know, September, October. Uh, if not before that, it'll be August. But uh, we'll see. But um, any other thoughts on Borderlands 3 before we move on to uh, the next topic? Not for me. <laughs> okay, so um, moving on, just to stay on this topic of E3 2019. Ubisoft has announced that they're going to have a conference. Once again, it's currently dated for June 10th, 2019. I believe that's going to be on uh, Monday because they normally have those shows on Monday, which is the same day as the Sony conference would normally happen, but that's not happening this year. So uh, in regards to the Ubisoft E3 2019 conference, I guess I wanted to ask you guys if you had any predictions as to what we want to see at this conference or what we think is going to get revealed at this conference. Um, I, think, I believe we spoke about our thoughts on this before, but now I guess we can have more information to base off of what we know is already out from Ubisoft and what we know is coming. So, uh, Gary, do you want to give your thoughts first as to what Ubisoft might show at their conference this year?
1: Um, in terms of new game announcements, I think... Personally, I would probably only be interested in um, a new Watchdogs and uh, maybe a new Rainbow Six, but it, it would have to be like amazing because like the the, the uh, Rainbow Six that just came out, it doesn't really appeal to me that much. But I used to love the old ones where you could like co-op the campaign together and stuff. So um, if they have like a a real co-op style Rainbow Six. I would love that, but um, yeah, I think the only thing I'd be super excited for is is Watch Dogs Three because I know there, there's no Assassin's Creed. Um, I still haven't <laughs> even played, uh, still haven't even played Odyssey to be honest, so um, I'm behind on Assassin's Creed. Um, so yeah, in terms of new announcements, there's not that much that would uh, get me excited from Ubisoft, but I do want to see more of uh, Beyond Good and Evil. So I hope they show some of that, basically. Absolutely. Um, and they'll, they'll probably uh, show Splinter Cell or something as well. I, I expect them to do that.
0: Yeah, that's a good one. I, I, I certainly agree with that. Um, I have my own picks as well, but uh, I'm going to go to your next, Ed. What do you want to see at this uh, Ubisoft E3 2019 conference?
1: You're muted, by the way. <laughs> I guess he's not there.
0: Alright, so, uh, yeah, I'll I'll go next, because I'm going to be pretty brief. Um, first and foremost, in terms of the ongoing games, I think they'll definitely show off uh, some more content coming to the Division 2, obviously. Um, yeah, they're going to continue to support the games that they do have, so we'll see some of that. I don't know if they're going to have more content coming before Honor, but uh, if I had to make a guess, yeah, you know, pretty much any game that has come out for them, uh, they're going to have more content for it, and they're going to just make it a point to show that. Uh, so in terms of the newer uh, announcements, Watch Dogs 3 is definitely going to happen. I know that they on Twitter they have been teasing stuff for Watch Dogs for a while now, and we already know that they're working on the third uh, game in that series. So yeah, they, that's definitely going to come. As you already said, Gary, no Assassin's Creed because I know they mentioned that they want to kind of have that series have a little break in, you know, every now, every now and then. So we're probably not going to see Assassin's Creed, I think, until maybe 2020 or 2021 at, at the earliest. Um, so yeah, I don't expect to see that. you on good and evil. Uh, yeah, they'll probably have some more updates on that. I'm still not expecting that game to drop anytime soon. I mean, that's a game where definitely one of a, a next-gen type, in my personal opinion. However, they could have another way for you to play another, I don't know, I guess a, a, a alpha or something to that effect of the game. So I do think that that is possible uh, to help them in the, as they further test out the game and try to get it to the way that they want players to enjoy the experience. So I see that happening. Um... Splinter Cell, I, you know, I was so mad when they didn't reveal that last year, so I've kind of lost uh, some hope that they are going to do it this year. I mean, I kind of feel like it should happen, Uh, but I also feel like before we even get to E3, a lot of this stuff is probably going to get announced or leaked beforehand because that's what happened last year with Assassin's Creed Odyssey, where we knew about this game before it was even shown at E3, and that kind of took away from the surprise factor of actually seeing the game. So, um, I do definitely expect them to talk about Splinter Cell, though. I feel like that game should have gotten revealed a long time ago, but they wanted to, you know, spend some more time on it. So, that definitely is going to get revealed, I believe, because it's long overdue. We're long overdue for another entry in that series. Um, And finally, um, I know that the Mario rabbits game was a massive success for both Nintendo and Ubisoft when it came out a few years ago. I know that Nintendo is continuing to grow that relationship with Ubisoft, and I have heard rumors of them making another entry in this series. So I would not be surprised if we get to see either a sequel to this game or another franchise uh, that Ubisoft brings back and has Nintendo involved in as well. So I don't really know what that franchise is, but I definitely know whatever it is, we're going to see some type of game with nintendo and ubisoft involved once again at at, at their e3 conference because i think they made it the a point to show that that relationship is growing and it's a success so we'll definitely see that um but yeah that's pretty much all my picks that and uh of course just dance because uh, that always comes out every year no matter what so uh those are my picks um so ed are you back do you have any picks that you want to give or uh good. He got excited when he heard you mention Just Dance, I think. <laughs> Alright, so... He can speak on that later if he comes back. Uh, we'll move on to the next topic. Um, this is actually something that you... Uh, I believe you wanted us to bring this up, Gary. Um, um, secure. Yes, that's it.
1: Yeah, so... so um... So, yeah, I mean, uh, you know, I I, uh, I see a lot of chats go down, you know, on Twitter and everything. And, um, you know, I've seen a lot of people tweet about Sekiro and we were just talking about a stream that happened recently. But uh, that's not what we're going to be talking about. Basically, Forbes released an article um, and, you know, they were saying basically that From Software needs to respect gamers. And, you know, basically put in an easy option for for people who find Sekiro and and Dark Souls and games like that difficult, um, and this sparked you know a lot of debate online. Um, you know some of the hardcore gamers that I know and speak to, um, they're basically saying that you know gamers shouldn't be handheld like these games are difficult for a reason, and that's the appeal of these games. And they were also saying back in the eighties and nineties. Like you know games didn't hold your hand At all like you know a lot of those games On um, the, the SNES And the Genesis and you know Even before that in the arcades And the Commodore you know those games Didn't hold your hand they were, they were Super tough and you know You had to actually Develop skill to, to beat these Games and to play them properly um, And you know a lot of people think That that's how gaming should be And that, you know, we've been spoiled for way too long with these games that are, you know, easy. Like, too easy. um, And basically hold our hand through the whole experience. So, I wanted to, you know, have this discussion with you guys and see where you fall on this debate. Um, Do you feel like games like Sekiro and Dark Souls and Bloodborne should stay difficult? Like, because, you know, there's people who like that in their games or do you feel like all these games should have an easy option so that more people will be able to play them comfortably um, and do you, do you think that developers should cater to the, the gamers in the first place like and you know make these experiences easier so that's the question um, i'm not sure if ed is back yet so like what do you think about it rich
0: So First and foremost, let let me go ahead and say that I actually have played Sekiro. I have the game on Xbox One X. Uh, The only reason why I did not play it this particular week is because obviously, yeah, I was was at that wedding. I got back late. Um, I haven't really had time to really jump into it yesterday because I wanted to jump back into the division in Mortal Kombat beta. But uh, I definitely do intend to go back to Sekiro. Uh, I absolutely 100% believe that the developers should change absolutely nothing about their game. I feel like there are some games that there aren't designed for every gamer to play. And This is a perfect example. This was a game that was fully intended to be difficult, and I think that by playing a game this difficult, this will force a player to elevate the way that they are playing the actual game, because it's a challenge. It's not meant to be an easy experience that you should just experience that, that you're meant to just jump into and just you're able to see everything, you know, play through the game with no type of challenge and you complete it and you get the story, so on and so forth. No, I, I feel like this is a game where you truly have to earn the, you know, earn the feeling of having, overcoming a difficult battle. I mean, this, this, this game is not designed that way for it to be an easy experience and I don't really think it should be. I mean... We've had games in the past such as Ninja Gaiden, a very difficult game. But again, once you learn how to play the game, and you master the game, then you really do feel a sense of accomplishment. So I don't think that the devs should change absolutely anything. I agree 100% with the Forbes article about them needing to have an easy mode. This is not how the game was meant to be experienced. Um, and I think that anyone that knows that this is that they know a game is a from software game and they decide to pick it up, they should already know ahead of time what they're getting into. Because these are the same people who made Bloodborne and Dark Souls, etc., etc. So you already know the game is going to be challenging coming into it. And therefore you should set your expectations right there. If you don't think you can handle it, don't buy the game. Don't purchase a game because it's the hotness or because it has great reviews. So on and so forth, if you know that the game is challenging by nature because of the developer's history of making these types of games, then you should set that expectation right from the very beginning. And if you can't handle it, well, don't buy the game. It's as simple as that. Uh, So for those that are having problems with the game, I would encourage them to take their time to learn how to play the game. You know, you have to be patient. You have to learn if you truly want to master the game. But if you don't have the time, you don't have the patience, then don't bother playing the game. That's what I would tell. them.
1: <laughs> yeah, and I would actually agree with that. Um, like, I I don't think they should have to, you know, make the game easier or insert an easy mode to accommodate everyone, um, because at the end of the day, there's so many games out there that you know, um, it's okay for a game to appeal to a certain uh, niche or demographic Of people you know um, Like not all games have to Cater to everyone because at the end of the day If you start trying to Cater your tailor your game To, to every single Type of player you're going to Compromise what makes that game unique In the first place so mm-hmm. um, You know the, the unique Factor with these From Software games Is that they're all difficult And you have to basically master everything master every aspect of the game to play it you know and be able to beat it efficiently you know you have to master things like movement and timing and you know things like that to to really get the best of the game and and that makes you a better player at the end of it so that's the appeal of these games and I respect it you know even though I don't play these games because I get my ass whooped like all the time (laughs) I stay away but i respect it at the same time and i respect the gamers who who do beat these games and you know like they've got all sorts of crazy armor they've they've beat it the game like a hundred percent and all that stuff like i respect those gamers because i know they put in work you know to, to 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 really beat that game and and experience everything that the game has to offer so you know to make um to make those experiences more valuable You know they have to they have to keep it that way because if they add an easy mode and make it so every gamer can get like the most uh badass like weapons and armor and collectibles or whatever like then you're basically you know devaluing the game because that's the whole point of the game you know it's it's supposed to be complicated so yeah i I don't think they should have to uh, tailor to every type of gamer at all like And um, those gamers have a point, like the people who are saying that games were all always complicated back in the day. Yeah, they really were, because I remember being, you know, a kid and I would struggle to complete a game. And now you've got like five year olds who can beat most of these games that are out right now. So, you know, so, yeah, I mean, yeah, there's nothing wrong with having some complicated games out there.
0: Oh yeah, no, I, I agree 100%. It, one one quick thing that I also will add is that for those that would have the excuse that they purchased the game and then they wasn't expecting this, they From Software and Activision actually released a video like days before the game came out with like a gameplay overview video which told you the story. And in that video, when they showed the gameplay, they said, this is a difficult game. So, sort of a disclaimer to give people ahead of time, this is what you're getting into. So, if anybody didn't see that video because it was all over YouTube everywhere, then this is why people need to do their research before they actually purchase a game. I mean, I feel like nowadays people will see a game is hot and then they're like, okay, I'm, I, okay, because everyone's saying that it's a critical masterpiece, I have to get the game. And then they just jump to it instantly and just say, or then they just purchase the game. And then they're left feeling disappointment Well, this isn't quite as good as I want it to be or this isn't my type of game people need to actually try a game for themselves don't go based on the hype of what everyone else is saying you know if you don't want to spend the $60 that's fine you can rent the game and try it out for yourself and see how it is but I would encourage them to play it for themselves and get the experience beforehand but make sure that they do the research See what is being said about the game. See if, 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 it's, if the game looks like it's going to be too difficult or frustrating. Then don't bother playing it. But I really think people do need to do their research before they decide to purchase the stuff. Because instantly, that's what I thought about, the people complaining about the game. And then, of course, we do know another person within our circle, Gary. Uh, that decides to use cheat codes for these types of games, <laughs> and uh, I don't really understand that right there per se. But uh, that 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 uh, I feel like if you have to use the cheat code, you probably shouldn't play the game because that's not how the game was intended to be played in the first
1: place. Yeah, um, <laughs> that that was a big thing going on on uh, Twitter this week. Shouts to uh, Hip Hop Gamer and Torrance Davis.
0: Um,
1: <laughs> <laughs> I saw uh, Torrance was getting that hip hop game off for using cheap codes and stuff. So uh, that, that was a funny little back and forth to see. But um, you know, they they were both a pack seats and you know, they, they hung out and uh, you know, it's all fun and games basically. But um but yeah that that
0: was funny. Yeah, absolutely. So um we'll see. But uh for those that are out there playing the game, you're having a hard time Know that there are resources that you can definitely use to to aid you in these fights, but know that there's a lot of people having a hard time. So, uh, but you have to be patient. You have to pay attention. Uh, and if you if you are patient, you pay attention and you learn over time. You can definitely do, a, you know, have no problem reason right through these games. But the challenge is meant to be there for a reason and it shouldn't be changed.
1: Yeah, and and also like people need to learn and come to terms with the fact that. Not every game is for you Like it's okay For for you to not like a game And you know For a certain game To not be your cup of tea Like that That's okay You know Like people It's like people these days Think that everything Has to bend to their needs Or to their will You know It's it's okay if you don't like a game Like if if it's not for you Buy something else Simple as that You know Like I I don't understand Why um, Arguments like this Have to exist I mean um, I, I don't know anything about the writer from Forbes or if he had to review the game or if he was forced to, to play the game or something. But like, you know, it's, it's okay to just not like a game. Like, it's, I, I don't understand why, you know, it, this became such a big deal. Cool. Yeah. Cause, cause I admit, like, there's, there's games out there that I respect, but they're just not for me, you know, so. <laughs>
0: I agree. I agree. But, 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 but again, I'm, I'm pretty sure a lot of people that picked up Sekiro, uh, they, you know, Shadows Die Twice, they saw that Metacritic score of the game, and they said, man, this game, it's got like in the 90s. I, I need to pick this up immediately. Didn't even research it. They saw Activision. Okay, they just ignored or glossed over the fact that From Software is involved. And then as a result, they, they now are struggling. They're having a hard time. And they said, man, this, this game is not for me. But this is why I said people have to pay attention. Because it's that same lack of paying attention is what is they, how they are also approaching the game. Not paying attention, not dodging, not uh, parrying, all this other type of stuff, and getting killed easily is the same type of uh, mentality. The way that they approach the game when they didn't really do the research on it beforehand. So people yeah. have to pay attention.
1: Yeah, we, well, we we live in an era where twitch exists so like you can go and see someone <laughs> playing the game you know you, you there's enough content out there for you to research the game before you get it like so yeah if, if you feel like you uh bought something and you're not happy with it and you're upset like that's your fault for not knowing what you are buying so
0: absolutely yeah agree 100 percent. so on that note any other thoughts on this topic before we move on to the next topic? Uh, no, that's pretty much it. I guess Ed is still away. So uh, I think I think your boy Ed is close to getting fired, and so that's why he should not be recording this show during work hours. <laughs> yes, that's right. The boss caught him. But uh, let's move on to the next topic. Um, yeah, we only have two final topics to get into. So the next topic. And you can speak about this, Gary, because I believe you saw this presentation as it happened. Uh, I actually was traveling back from the wedding the exact same time that Apple decided to have this little presentation. So, of course, Apple had their reveal their their, their latest event this past Monday, um, and during that event, they revealed Apple Arcade, which, as a lot of people are, are calling, is Apple's uh, response to a Game Pass because it's a g- game subscription service so gary feel free to tell us more about this service and what you learned as well as uh what are your thoughts on the apple presentation as a whole in regards to this particular uh, item or service rather
1: uh yeah so um apple basically had you know an event where they announced a whole bunch of services and subscriptions and stuff you know um they had the apple news they had the apple card Um, And, you know, their TV service thing as well. um, Which I kind of turned off at that point. So I didn't see the full details. But I did see Apple Arcade. And um, and I I think it's a a pretty cool deal. um, You know, for people who do play a lot of games on their phone. Um, Over recent years, I haven't really been playing many games on my phone anymore. Um, I used to, like, back in the day and stuff. But now I don't really play too much but for people who do I think this is a good deal Um, because you know you pay uh, I think it's like 10 bucks and a month and you get access to you know um, a number of different games in the service and there's no ads or anything like that Um, I guess for certain games there's going to be like benefits as well Um, so like maybe you get some microtransaction packs or something or you know is every game is going to be unique i guess like to to what it includes inside of the subscription but um if you're the type of person who plays a lot of um, games on your phone and you want to try different games and without having to pay and things like that like this is probably a good way to organize that you know so um, a lot of people are comparing it to games pass and um you know, PlayStation Now and other services. I don't think it's quite the same um, because the type of games you're getting is, is very different. Um, I do think Apple is trying to work with more developers to make more unique experiences and more um, exclusives and stuff like that. Um, so I, I do think they will work on getting exclusives and things like that that will make it more valuable. But at the moment, I you know I don't think it's going to match the the, the type of games you're getting on Games Pass and other subscription services like that. Because you know with Games Pass you're talking full length video games, you know like, and this is just like mobile games, so uh, it's it's really not the same. But um, I understand why people are comparing, you know. Um, so yeah, I mean, if you're already in the Apple ecosystem and you play a lot of games, I, I guess this is cool for you. Um, and um, I feel like perhaps in the future, maybe they could do a lot with this and um, make it a competitor to things like Games Pass and Stadia. But right now, like this version of it, I don't think it's going to be the same thing Um and, you know, the people who play a lot of games on their iPhone, they they are very different gamers to the, the people who would get Games Pass and, you know, services like that anyway. So, this is serving a completely different audience, in my opinion. Um, but, yeah, the option is there. Um, what do you think about, about this, Rich? Is this something that you would be interested in, or do you even play games on your phone? <laughs>
0: So I I, I I have played games on the iPhone in the past, uh, a lot of those mobile games that were popular, so to speak. Um, but but in terms of this service, what, what what I will say about it right now, and, and again, what little I have seen of Apple Arcade, it it, it it it's still I I would I would have to admit I'm a little bit more in, interested in this than I am in the Google Stadia, only because. They did announce some of the studios that they are working with, that Apple is working with. And, and some of the content that, you know, some of this stuff is being made exclusively for Apple Arcade. Whereas with Google Stadia, Google hasn't really announced anything yet in terms of what games are coming to this, you know, for, for this for this particular service. Now, obviously, they do have some exclusive games that are going to be coming to the service, but they just haven't. They're not talking about it yet. Um but with Apple, I, I, I do think as someone who has owned and you know been an Apple fan since I was in high school and I actually am now transitioning out of Apple and getting more into Windows, like my next desktop computer is going to be a PC. I'm not doing any more stuff with Apple because I don't really see them innovating when it comes to the actual computers anymore. They're more so focused on the software, iOS and mobile devices and stuff like that, which is fine. But uh, I definitely am moving away from Apple. But I will say for the longest time, being someone who has had an iMac, so on and so forth, I have wanted games to be on that that platform. And while there are some devs that do make some games that can run on the iMac or a Mac device, um, I just don't feel like Apple has really taken advantage of the space to really have gaming as something on their platform. So to see Apple Arcade is great that they're doing it now. Um, still a little bit too late for me because I am going to be, you know, like playing a lot more on PC. That's what my goal is this year, to get a gaming PC and just play a lot of more stuff on PC in general. So it's a little too late for me, but as long as I have an iPhone or iPad, I will definitely give Apple Arcade a try. Uh, and I do admire their ability to want to get into this whole game so subscription space because it can be very lucrative for them as well. But um, I have to say, at least my earlier impressions right now, I do think this is more promising than Google Stadia, only because I have no idea what games will come into Google Stadia that I don't already know that are going to be exclusive for that. Whereas with this, I do know that Night School Studio that made Oxenfree, which is a, a really great indie game that I played several years ago, to know that they're working on a game exclusively for Apple Arcade, that makes me very excited, so I will definitely give that a chance over Google Stadia, but you know, should be determined with Google Stadia, but I do have a lot more faith in this right now, uh, more so than Google Stadia in terms of alternatives to PlayStation 4 and Xbox One. Yeah.
1: Like, you know what? I, I have to give props to all of these tech companies, man, cause, like, they are really talented at making you want to spend money that you otherwise wouldn't spend. Like, cause, like, with the, with these subscription services, like Netflix and, um, Games Pass and, you know, uh, Apple Arcade and the, the news thing, um, like, okay let me use the news thing as an example so this news plus subscription from apple is like basically it includes hundreds of magazines and stuff like so all the popular magazines that you would see on the newsstand and things like that they're all inside the subscription and you get access to all of them you know on your ipad or your iphone you know to read at any time now i like in my head when i saw that i was like hmm like Maybe I should get that because I do need to read more magazines. Like I do like reading magazines, but I haven't actually read a magazine in like two years or something like that. Like, so it's like they're making you want to spend money that you really would not spend otherwise. Like, so that that's the thing they do with these subscription services. They make it look lucrative. They make it look valuable and like something you should have. And I feel like they're all really good at selling these
2: subscriptions. Well, as far as Apple News, I feel like in that way, the way that you're saying it, I feel like you're making yourself look like a sucker. Or you're making yourself sound like a sucker. <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. Where's that? Because, from? <laughs> because, no, no, no. Because because at the end of the day, out of that Apple News Plus thing, it really is like a really great deal. It's a really good deal thing
1: no that i know but i know like, that's that's what but i'm like, saying I, like it, but it's it actually not is for
2: me like it doesn't tempt me because i don't read magazines but you like they're kind of getting at you because you you just said it yourself you're like hmm maybe i want this because i want to read magazines so like you're you're getting suckered into that and that's kind of on you at that point i wouldn't put no blame on apple for that but for the man you know the little businessman that reads the la times or new york times washington post all that shit like i it's good for them because they actually do read newspapers and magazines and stuff like that so yeah i mean i, I i'm i'm down a shit on apple with you but not for this one
1: no i like i don't know if you heard like all what i was saying like i wasn't actually like Shitting on Apple with that I was saying that <laughs> I was saying that all of These companies are really good At making you want to spend Money that you otherwise wouldn't have spent Like that That was all I was saying like I wasn't Saying Apple was bad for it like That is a valuable service like If you want to read magazines That is a, a great deal Like um, but I'm just saying like You know overall like all These companies are really good at, at You know making these subscriptions look lucrative and valuable and like something you should have so that was what I was saying
2: I don't think that I don't agree with that though I don't think they make it look <laughs> I think they make it a bargain they make it a great deal but is it lucrative does I don't know if Rich reads newspapers like New York Times and stuff like that I don't think he does he would have mentioned it by now no, but uh-huh. I don't think he's he's feeling that way like you are Where you're kind of like, I'm
1: I'm sure Rich has some subscription though. I'm sure he has Netflix or or one of the subscriptions that are out there. I'm sure Rich has at least one of them. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. right. Uh, But that's that's
2: that's come on, that's Netflix. This is more like a a Reader Digest type. I know.
1: I I wasn't specifically like highlight. Like I was highlighting that one as an example, but I was saying all subscriptions. Like I was saying like all of them. Mm. Like, they're all like that, you know? They make you want to spend money that you wouldn't spend otherwise. Like, cause, cause if we're talking Netflix, for example, like, I wouldn't spend like, I, I probably wouldn't have spent $10 this month to, to rent a movie or watch a movie or something like that, but I do have that subscription. So it's like, you know, all these subscriptions, they're really good at making you spend the money on stuff that you wouldn't have otherwise.
2: I don't agree with that statement. It's okay. I, I don't know what there is to disagree with. But.
0: <laughs> you're saying
2: that you're because with the way that you're implying it is that, like, and I'm taking it with the Apple News thing, like, that's... Those magazines are something that I would never touch. But now they made it, like, accessible and cheap to read all these magazines. That doesn't make it lucrative to me because I already wasn't reading those magazines. And what you're saying is that you weren't reading them, but now that they made it, they are lucrative to you. Now you do want to do it. And I just think that's not, that's, that's just based on the person. Like, are you, are you getting suckered into this? Like, you know, people do get suckered into buying shit that they don't need all the time. And I'm not that type of person. I don't buy things that I don't need
0: Okay,
1: I think we're kind of saying the same thing but in different ways. But, like, what subscription services do you have?
2: Uh, The typical ones, uh, the Netflix, uh, I have Hulu, and I have Apple Music, and that's it.
1: Okay, so, like, if you didn't have Apple Music, would you have paid to, like, um, how much is Apple Music? Would you have bought an album this month if you didn't have Apple Music?
2: no i would have download it
1: exactly like they're making you spend money that you wouldn't have spent otherwise that that's my only point
2: Mm, here's the thing with downloading music it's crazy how it's crazy how uh like let's say 10 years ago downloading music was the way of life like that's just what we did nowadays i really couldn't tell you how i would download an album i don't i would i'm totally clueless on that do people still BitTorrent. do people yeah. go on rapid share i don't know like that, i don't that's game's good like,
1: that, that's good as well like, i wasn't knocking these services because i think they're doing a lot of good too because they're keeping money in the ecosystem so that artists and creators are actually getting paid so i think that's a really good thing because you know last decade we used to pirate like everything crazy um, but now you know people are actually getting paid and I think that's a good thing for, for the economy and stuff but
2: yeah, but yeah I, I, I mean just, I haven't I even just... downloaded I don't even download movies no more like I don't know I'm, I, I've am i been out of that game like I don't know how how to do it no more
0: yeah I mean I... Well, well, well well, well, for your sake it's good that you don't know because you're on a live show and uh, <laughs> if you did know then you would be in a lot of trouble good sir <laughs>
1: no but but ed since you're back now what was your thoughts on the the apple arcade
2: um it just didn't seem like a good deal uh i mean obviously we don't know the price um but still like you know at the end of the day these are mobile games you know what kind of (laughs) what's the quality that we're expecting here and, and that's a knock mobile games because I've played a, a number of mobile games that I really love, you know, the Food Ninjas, uh, the original Angry Birds for what it's worth. It was a pretty good game, pretty entertaining mobile game. But, I mean, it doesn't really, uh, get out of that realm. Like, you're not gonna get a, uh, engaging experience, you know, story-driven experience like the things that you get, like the games that you get on console. So, like, you know, like, I want to know, like, what's the, what's the range of games that we're going to get with the Apple Arcade? Is it even going to be worth it? Like, what's the quality in them? What's the pricing? And, and, you know, at the end of the day, it's games on your phone, games on your iPad. Like, you know, that, it's just not for me. Maybe it's for some audience that, that uh, I mean, mobile games do, you know, make money and stuff, but... Like, you know, like nah, um I don't think it's anything. I think it's as threatening as the uh, Stadia. Mm-hmm. Like I don't think the major consoles need need to worry about this at all.
1: Oh yeah, for sure. Nah, this this is like I was saying before, um the type of people who play games on their phone that much are different to the type of gamers who would buy like Game Pass or something like It's it's two different audiences, I think Um, So, you know, for a certain audience I think this is great But for us, like people like us I don't think it's, you know, that big a deal And um, in terms of the games on it Like, you know, because they're saying It's an Apple curated list of games So it's like, it's not every game in the App Store It's like games that they select To be a part of the program Or I guess in some cases... Uh, Publishers can submit their game to be part of it too So, you know, it's not going to be like Every single game is on This, is inside this This subscription thing, so So yeah, I mean it's going to be interesting To to see Um, I'm sure they're going to have like exclusives And stuff and they're going to work with publishers To to make exclusives But um, I feel like When this comes out, like Maybe for like the first year, it's probably going to be kind of trash, to be honest, but maybe it will get better over time. But we'll yeah. see. So, yeah, I mean, it seems like none of us are particularly interested in. <laughs> in <that
0: product. laughs> nah, Darn, really it. Uh, listen, I, well, I, well, I, I, I will say this, you know, when Ed started talking again, it sounded like he was coming to the defense of Apple and, and as an Apple fanboy, so I'm glad that uh, you, y'all have hashed out those differences.
2: <laughs> uh, I'm definitely not an Apple fanboy. Uh,
0: nah, I'm just not. That's interesting. Well, we'll see what happens with Apple Arcade, but I, I... I I'm 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 going to to stick to what I said earlier. I still think that this is a, uh, I, w- I, I have I think this is more promising than Google Stadia because I at least know that there are games coming to <laughs> to Apple Arcade. <laughs> so we'll see. Um, so let's move on to the final topic for today's discussion, and this is obviously a topic that uh, I know Gary could not wait to talk about. As well as Ed, because they very much enjoyed what we saw from Sony this past Monday, is Sony's uh, State of Play broadcast, which is basically Sony's uh, own version of the Nintendo Direct. So I'm going to go to you first, Ed. Uh, what did you think about the show? Were there any highlights that you thought were worth mentioning, or were you not impressed with anything that you saw?
2: Uh, yeah, there was a highlight. The ending was pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> um. <laughs> oh man! Uh, nah, but in all honesty, I didn't watch it. Like I forgot about it, and and like no hate, but like it seems like I didn't miss anything.
0: Well, uh, this th- this is what I have to say about the show, uh, and then I'll go to Gary. Um, the show, obviously, there was a lot of PlayStation VR titles, uh, and I know that Sony announced shortly thereafter. That the VR sales I believe are over they're either at or over 4 million so that's great for PlayStation VR that it's still selling well even though some of the bigger titles still are to come from this particular platform so I mean if, if you're a PlayStation VR uh, owner uh, you definitely have a lot to look forward to in terms of the games that are coming I know Blood and Truth is a game that we actually saw at PSX back in 2016 and, you know, when I saw that game, I thought, you know, this is like a, one of those spy type of games. I didn't have any issues with it. I thought that that was actually one of the more impressive games that I did see at PSX as far as the PlayStation v, you know, VR titles are concerned. So it's glad to know that that has a release date. It'll be out, I believe it's May 24th. So that's something people can look forward to. And then I know that they showed uh, another story trailer for Days Gone, which is coming out next month. I didn't really understand why they showed that because we've already seen enough of Days Gone. So I I understand they want to show it to get some more attention to it to remind people that it is coming, which is fine, but I don't want to see any more trailers for that game. I just want to play the game now. So I'll get that wish next month. And the one thing that I will say, um, they did show a trailer for Mortal Kombat 11. I don't really understand... This, the, the 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 point of showing any of these type of trailers because when I when I'm thinking of this as a Sony their direct show, I only want to see PlayStation exclusives on this particular show. Now, case in point, a day after they aired this, they revealed news that uh, Dreams, which by the way is Gary Swaby's most anticipated video game of 2019. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> But they announced that Dreams is going to actually open up as a paid beta starting next month. So I was very confused about that because I'm thinking, why wasn't this on that show? I mean, that easily could have replaced the news about uh, Mortal Kombat because Mortal Kombat is also coming to Xbox. So I didn't really understand why they did that. You know, obviously, the trailer they showed... That old school, old school versus new school Mortal Kombat 11. It's a cool trailer. But this is a game that is on every other platform. So I think if you're going to have a show like Sony State of the Play, it should only be on PlayStation titles. It shouldn't be no third-party stuff whatsoever. And that's just my personal opinion. But um, that's the only thing that I will say. Yeah, I didn't really think the Mortal Kombat thing should have been there. I thought yeah, if you t- if you want to get people's, get people's attention on Dreams why not show this trailer in this news during that particular broadcast but just my personal opinion Um, so with all that said Gary do you have any thoughts on uh, Sony's uh, first uh, state of play show
1: Uh, I I didn't watch it but um, how how often are they having these by the way because wasn't they going to do these like regular like on a regular schedule or something
0: they they, they they never revealed when they were going to have when the next show was happening my guess is that just like the Nintendo Direct it'll just happen whenever they decide so okay. they may have one next month because I'm pretty sure that Dreams will be highlighted next month since it wasn't in, in this particular presentation which uh, I'm totally fine with but um they didn't really give any formal dates so we'll, we'll have to wait and see okay well um
1: i feel like sony's building up to something so these this new you know um show or whatever or stream that they're doing i think i think this is their way of like building towards the future and basically you know controlling their own flow of information which they've kind of been doing the past few years or so yeah um yeah i think this is just something new that they're doing um and I guess it, it adds more rationale for them for, you know, pulling out over E3. Um, you know, cause now, you know, they can just focus on putting out stuff when they want on their own time and they don't have to worry about, you know, having their stuff compared to another company's, you know, um, so I, you know, I, I feel like it's smart to do this. Um, but I think they should only do it when they have. Something major to show At the same mm-hmm. time Because otherwise you're just wasting people's time Because a lot of people Were actually excited for the stream like, And people tune in Expecting to see like a major You know megaton or A big reveal or something um, So because you're not Announcing what's going to be on the show ahead of time It's like you could potentially Waste people's time with this as well So um <laughs> So yeah, they should only do it when they have something Major to show people Like, Nintendo kinda does that You know, uh, I mean, sometimes the directs Are a bit meh, like You know, you, you really didn't need to have this But, um, a lot of times They they are showing something of relevance Or something that people have been waiting for So I think Sony Needs to to do that, you know, basically If they're gonna have These kinda streams so, um, And from what I heard um, I didn't miss anything by by not watching this um (laughs) uh, i I will say i will say though that this could be a good way to show more vr stuff because um you know when it comes to e3 a big part of what they've been lacking is showing how they're they're supporting vr and new content that's coming for vr um so I, i do think they need to be better at that and if they're going to do these frequent streams or whatever, this is a good way to highlight new stuff coming to VR and, and, you know, talk about what they're doing with VR and what they're, what's in development and things like that. So, um, they should definitely do more of that. Um, I know they, uh, th- this was where they announced the, uh, No Man's Sky VR, right?
0: Yeah. They did, they did announce that, which, uh, I know a lot of people are excited for. Uh, they also did show, um, in addition to that, they did show that that new game, uh, Concrete Genie, which is a game I believe they showed in the past. So I guess you could say for the people that care about these types of games, they had something for them. But uh, me personally, oh. I, I, I I wasn't impressed with uh, what I saw because I'm, I'm I want to hear about the other bigger titles. What's going on with those games? But go go go, go yeah, go ahead, Ed.
2: I want to know who you know that is excited for VR No Man's Sky.
0: Oh well, well we both know him. His 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 name is Carl Daniel.
1: Yeah, I'm I'm not gonna <laughs> lie. Though, bro. I'm not gonna lie. Like that game has potential. Like I'm not, I probably sound crazy right now, but um, I feel like that game could be better in VR because that game is like all about exploration, and I feel like in VR it kind of suits that game. Um,
2: this from the guy that bought the legendary edition of Anthem. <laughs>
1: You're gonna hold this against me for like. <laughs>
2: yeah, that's, that's gonna be attached to you.
1: <laughs> you bought the game too, though, right?
2: Uh, nah, I didn't actually.
1: I thought you did. <laughs> you said you did. Uh,
2: Game Share, bruh. Game Share.
1: Okay. Oh, well. You're wow. doing all those scam things, okay. Cool.
2: No, nah, oh, that's something wow. that you can do on Xbox.
1: <laughs> Alright, cool. But yeah, like, I, I feel like that has potential. Because the, the biggest, what? like, critique about No Man's Sky, like, when it came out, was that it wasn't what people were expecting, and, um, there, there was a lot of stuff that they said would be in the game, and it wasn't. But if you just look at it as just a space exploration game, like, if they didn't overhype the game, it could have been. Like, like journey, you know. Remember how big that game was because it's like expiration and you know, it's just an experience. I feel like No Man's Sky could be that, you know, in VR. Like, so I, I think it's it could be okay, but I, I'm not super excited for it. But like, I don't, and I'm not saying it's a megaton or anything, but I feel like that could be good.
0: I feel, I feel, I feel, I feel like you know the, the the problem with No Man's Sky. You know the concept of the game is fine, but this is clearly a game that it came out way too soon. And when they had they first revealed this game, I believe it was at a video game awards show, uh, and it had such of a huge reaction. They were like, "Oh, they probably was on cloud nine, thinking like this is great." They probably felt a little pressure to make a, a, a you know a game that had more that brought more to the table. But obviously they didn't give them, they didn't have enough, enough time to do so. And what they should have done is they should have just took about five or six years. And I feel if they released this game, because, you know, they made all those changes into the game, et cetera, et cetera. If they would have released this game now in the form that it is now without having gone through all that other type of stuff, maybe it would have been more successful. But uh this is a perfect example of this generation where a game gets released and it's obviously not finished it's not fully done but it gets released anyway and then these people are keep doing these constant updates to try and get it to a point where it's good but then the whole thing is that people who came in the first time now they don't really care about it as much because they have moved on and are playing something else so this is the perfect example of that so i wish that they would have done that but for those that are still interested more power to them um i'm not hating. But I have to say, man, I'm surprised Hello Games is still working on this game after all this time. (laughs) Uh, That's funny. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, with all that said, uh, we'll see what Sony does with these shows in the future. I do believe, as was brought up earlier on this show, they will definitely bring this back for E3 and I do believe you'll have a lot more meaningful announcements with that particular show. I mean, the first one, uh, I'm not—I wasn't really, uh, you know, wasn't really too impressed with what I have seen. But I definitely expect it to get better, especially if you're going to have one around E3 time. There's no way, like, I better get some updates for Ghost of Tsushima, Death Stranding, and uh, Last of Us Part Two. I mean, that's this is what I'm expecting to see when you talk about. We have something to talk about. This is what I want to hear. Release dates. Release windows. Something to the effect of what is going on with these titles. So hopefully we'll get that later this year. Alright. Yes. But uh, with all that said, any final thoughts on this topic before we wrap up today's show? No from me. Okay. Alright, so on that note, definitely want to take some time out to thank you all for listening to this week's uh, show. Uh, we definitely have a, a lot of other things that are in the works, so stay tuned. Uh, there's quite a quite a bit of things going on at the Coalition that you know, we will talk about and announce uh, very soon, so stay tuned for all of that. Uh, but yeah, in the meantime, uh, the floor is now open for shoutouts. outs Ed, do you have any shout-outs that you would like to give? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Yeah, that's it. He said no. All right. I want to give a shout out to everybody on the coalition staff. Um, shout out to uh, JJ, Dana, uh, Tony Polanco, Tatiana, of course, Gary and all the rest of you guys. Uh, as for the next week's co-op, uh, we'll see what happens with that. You know, I, I unfortunately will not be on the show next week because I'm actually going to To uh, Wrestlemania next week So you know I definitely will have something to say About that we are probably going to have a Wrestlecast To talk about some Predictions for the cards This upcoming week so stay tuned for that But um You know we'll have some type of show Next week perhaps but stay tuned We'll have more details on that in the future And uh Gary the floor is now yours For our shout outs
1: Alright so um You know as usual big shouts to all of our You know Uh, patreon supporters our loyal fans of the show and everything um m collins mariso aguilar him deal fergus mills miguel antonio rogers and sean goretty we thank you all for your continued support and patronage of the show um and you know big shouts to everyone who uh, took part in the the live broadcast today you know christopher hart and enates um big thanks for you know for just uh Getting involved with the show and everything, i watching live. Um, and shouts to the entire coalition team: you know, um, Dana, JJ, Tatiana, Tony. Um, you know, we, we might have some some new people joining staff soon, so some stuff to look forward to in the future. Um, shouts to Ed for being here too. And uh, yeah, uh, that's pretty much it from me.
0: Absolutely. So. Uh... Thank you all for listening. Hope that you have a great week. And we will talk to you all very soon. See you.